following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day.
All right, all right. Now, if that isn't a fun way to start an episode of the Rips and Rants podcast, I don't know what is. That, of course, is ACDC. The song is Shoot the Thrill from off of uh, Back in Black's 1980 album. Arguably, it well, definitely in the top 10 rock albums of all time. I'm thinking maybe even top five. And that song uh, on an album that features Back in Black and You Shook Me All Night Long is no slouch. Just saying. Kind of got renewed popularity after it was featured in the Iron Man movies. But for my money, that is just one hell of a rockin' tune. So, Johnny Teflon here flying solo once again. Uh, Michael Sean Lee not with us this week. I believe he said something about having to take a bubble bath. Excuse me? A baking powder? Whatever. I don't know. He's out doing his thing. He'll be back hopefully next week. So in the meantime... That's right. Strap yourselves in because Johnny is driving the bus. And I got some rips and some rants in action-packed show. We're going to be hearing from uh, Professor Snoop a little later on. But right off the bat, (sighs) America has an obsession with what's called uh, true crime, okay? And it doesn't matter if you're listening to it on a podcast if you're watching um, shows on TV, if you're watching uh, episodes of, of things and streaming it on Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever, what is the deal with true crime? Why are people so obsessed over this? I mean, for my money, all you got to do is turn on the news, and if it ain't murder, it's rioting. If it ain't rioting, it's terrorism. And if it ain't any of those three, it's a combination of those three. We're living in a world of shit that is turned completely upside down. And because of that, I don't know why people would spend their idle time looking at more of this shit. I don't get it. I've never been the guy to kind of slow down and crane my neck next to a car wreck. I'm not wired that way, so maybe I'm just missing something. And that must be the case because these things can't be that wildly popular without something that appeals to the masses. And again, I'm thinking to myself, especially during COVID-19, yeah, people are are looking for something to do while they're, they're trapped inside. So a lot of these shows I see, you know, they could get a bump because of that. I mean, shit, I know Big Boom Radio got a bump because of that, as did this podcast. But just to sit home and, and, and watch this shit... You know, it, it it begs several questions, I guess. You know, uh, something else I would think was, is this a sign that people are looking for news outside of the traditional news sources? And, and maybe uh, the way mainstream news reports these acts of violence and crime doesn't tell the whole story or, or people think that there's more to the story. And I guess that's the bread and butter of these different true crime podcasts and 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 streaming shows is that they kind of they kind of fill in the blanks and what's odd is that a lot of times you know to give credit where credit is due these um different forms of media like i said whether it's a podcast tv show radio show whatever they tend to uncover you know clues and whatnot that perhaps the police and the detectives missed or overlooked when they were conducting their investigation, or if you believe in in conspiracies, maybe chose to overlook. I mean, look, nobody's perfect. And police work is not an exact science. I mean, some of the sciences at this point, but you, you still got, you know, 
guys in athletic suits that are just looking for clues and trying to piece together a, a timeline and a motive. And there's a lot of room for, for error there. And yeah, we definitely live in a time where people think they're an expert on everything because they've read a couple Wikipedia articles, you know? So yeah, maybe the concept of revisiting old investigations is right up the mentality level of society that we live in where everybody, it's, it's look, it's the Facebook world, baby. Everybody's got a voice. Everybody's got an opinion. And for some reason, they all think they matter, which, yeah, you know where I stand on that one. But just because the TV thinks you're a hot shit, that don't make it so. And on that note, it's kind of, again, just my opinion, a little demeaning to professional police and guys that work years and years and years to become a detective, you know? I know I have friends of mine that have been on the force a long time and have yet to make that leap, you know? It's in most cases, let's say most cases. I don't know about little bumblefuck towns out in... You know, I'm not going to name any particular state because I don't want to alienate anybody. But look, we all know them. There's certain police forces that are more professional than others. Um, but by and large, you don't walk in there, even with a college degree, and become a detective. You got to learn the job. You got to learn the nature of people. And with that experience, that's what makes you a good detective. At least this has always been my understanding for what I know. Um, and again, going back with these true crime shows and, and picking apart the efforts of the police and saying, well, you know, how could you possibly miss this? Yeah, I mean, like I said, mistakes happen. Uh, but again, leave it to the professionals. It's no different than going to WebMD, okay, which unfortunately a lot of people do. You know, when WebMD started out, they had like four or five little symptoms that would maybe point you in directions of what it could be. Nowadays, you know, all of those different sites, and WebMD is just one of the hundreds of them, they're all in bed with the drug companies. So they're going to tell you stuff and, yeah, put you back on that same road towards a feasible hypothesis about what's wrong with you. But, yeah, at the end of your clicking, it's going to be an ad for a drug that they want you to ask your doctor about, okay? And these true crime shows are no different. They keep going in and second-guessing, second-guessing. And at the end of the day, it's like, mainstream news on any of the cable networks it's about entertainment folks it's not about solving a crime message it's not about setting anybody free that was wrongly convicted no it's about entertaining your ass long enough so you can sit there and watch the commercials come streaming by bottom line i'm not making this shit up think about it so hey if this is how you enjoy you know spending your time and enjoying these these true crimes and you know i Hey, man, it's your thing. It's a big, wide world. Do whatever floats your boat as long as you're not hurting anybody. But for my money, eh. Now, that being said, maybe I enjoy from time to time watching a documentary about somebody, say, like Jack the Ripper, okay, <laughs> with these cases that were never solved. And it's like, was it a member of the royal family or was it a surgeon or was it a nobody? Did they escape to America? I mean, like I said, I get it. I get it. There's elements of it that I, I totally understand. But that's kind of like apples and oranges. You know, it's like going back and uh, looking at a, a show that says, well, maybe it wasn't John Wilkes Booth that shot Lincoln. It was a much broader conspiracy. You never know. And a lot of times there are very basic facts about these cases that aren't 
made public to everybody. Now, using the, the, the instance of Lincoln's assassination, it's a little known fact that the conspiracy to kill him was also so broad that they went after several members of his cabinet, um, and one of which, I believe it was Secretary of State Stewart, if I'm not mistaken, was stabbed in his bed that night several times and survived. And the uh, attempts on, a life, on the lives of other members of his, of his cabinet did not succeed, but were carried out. And at, in some cases, the guys chickened out at the last minute. You can't make this stuff up. But yeah, I mean, this is something that if you dig a little deeper, you find out the facts and it makes the whole um, case much more interesting and, and intriguing. But again, this never circles back to the, the bungling of, of, of the police at the time or the copperheads, they were called. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just don't get it. But hey, again, whatever floats your boat, I just don't get it. I mean, shit. There's even a true crime network on TV. Really? So what? They, they they fill at least 12 hours of programming a day with, with just these cases of... I mean, it's depressing. What does this do for somebody's mindset if this is all you're doing one day? Sitting home and listening to this, just negativity and the blood and the gore and the scheming and a, whatever, man. Whatever. So that's our little <laughs> dip in our toe in the water of my first rant of the day. And we're going to break this up with a whole lot of gems today because I don't want to just drone on. So let's jump into the next gem. This one's going to be a little ditty by the Ramones called Punishment Fits the Crime. You see the trend here? Yeah, you see the trend with the gems. That's how it's going to be today. So let me play this one for you and we'll be right back in a couple more minutes with some more things and stuff. And inside my heart I feel I'm dying Why does God never compromise? Then they lose the rights And they act surprised Jail really cuts you down to the side Let the punishment fit the crime The footprints on the sand of time The philosophy of the poet's prime Make a man Enough. You realize 
I guess that's what makes it a jam. Little played uh, tune by the Ramones. That was uh, from the 1989 album Brain Drain. Yeah, so it was past the Ramones, let's say, heyday, you know. Um, and a lot of the songs not only noticeably got longer, but it got a little tamer, at least uh, in the sound and the beats per minute and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I had to spin that because today's gems are all about, yeah, stuff like that. Crimes, bullets, shootings, stabbings clubbings over the head or about the body i don't know maybe we'll have one of those so moving right along uh we haven't uh, visited with a good friend of the show in a while uh who always gives a special unique insight on things sometimes darkly comical definitely a gallows sense of humor going on here take it with a grain of salt folks because the doctor is in it's time for a visit with professor snoof Good morning, Johnny. Thank you for having me. And good morning, uh, everybody out there. This is the doctor is incognito, and I am Professor Heinrich Snoof. Good to see you, Uh, Professor. Today, we're going to do a departure from the norm where I talk about the COVID 19 and other diseases that's Mm -hmm. that's circulating around. Today, Kind of like Johnny, like you, you, you just spoke at length uh, about crime and yes, how yes. people are obsessed. Yes, 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 obsessed with crime uh, in all its forms, and they like to watch it on the TV yeah. and in the movies and on the streaming services like the Netflix and the uh, the Peacock. And uh, the other, you know, other ones. I just mm-hmm. do Netflix. I do Peacock, uh, and I I tune into some of these shows. And there's the one thing that comes across crystal clear to me, uh, as a person who is very fond of the law and order, is that the criminals in this country they are not punished nearly as severely as they should be um, as compared to other countries. Let me give you an example. When okay. when I was a small boy, mm-hmm. um, we had a, a German Shepherd, and like every house in our neighborhood had a German Shepherd. What was Good his name? Dog. Um, his name? Yeah. His name was Killer. Oh, oh, of course. Okay. He's very cuddly. Sense. His name was Killer. And 
if anybody were to try and steal anything from my family, food, money, clothing, uh, water, uh, we would put the killer on them. We say killer, and he would, oh, roh, roh. he, would, you know, kind of like your dog B, very vicious. Yes, <laughs> very vicious. Um, but other than that, if there was something that we could not handle as this, as a regular citizen who, who paid their taxes mm-hmm. and whatnot, the police would step in. And the police were very scary individuals. They, all, they, they were all black. Mm-hmm. And they had the, the black trench coat and the hat. And, and they had gone too. Not like the, the British police where they like... They blow the whistle and yell stop. No, the German police, they they took their job very seriously. And if you were caught or if you were convicted of a crime, you would face very, very harsh punishment in the jail. In the jail, they were not like the, the fun little uh, like Chuck E. Cheese jails you have here in, in the States. Oh, no. What do you know from Chuck E. Cheese? No, no. I, and I've, I've seen them on the TV too. <laughs> the maximum lockup. And all they show is the inmates, they, they throw poop at, at each other. Can yeah. I say shit? I get, I yeah, get shite. Yeah. They show shite at each other. That is not vicious. That is not scary. That That's recreation for some people. Oof. But no, in, 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 the, in the real, the, the Bavarian prisons, they lock you away. They throw away the key. And, and society is okay with that. They say he commit crime, he go away, we not see him again. And sometimes people who don't commit crimes, they, they get carried away too and you don't see them again. But, but my point is that the criminal element in the United States needs to be afraid of the police force because mm-hmm. otherwise they're going to keep the, the committed the crime. And everybody in this country, everybody's got the guns. Oof. I thought I came from a militaristic country. Oh, oh, your boys Everybody got a gun in this country, and yet they still uh, they're getting robbed. Why? I don't understand. I don't know. I I I, I want to visit uh, Texas and bring a gun with me because I understand now Texas you can walk around, yeah, uh, just That's in do your daily business, and you have a gun. Mm. And if somebody comes at you, you shoot them. Like uh, like down in the Florida, I always hear the, the 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 stories on the interwebs of this the, the Florida man, the Florida man, and they shoot you, and then they call it stand your ground. I don't know. Maybe we need more something like this in, in, in Connecticut. We got the funny little sticker that they put on the car that says, I'm yeah. carrying a weapon. Doesn't that defeat the purpose when you tell yeah, somebody kinda. that you've got the gun? I don't know. But I, I am a man who likes his secrets, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I can't give the society uh, the, the answer. More guns, less guns. It's not that easy. I'm not like this Dr. Phil who comes in and says obvious. <laughs> and, and people listen. And, and they do yeah. as he say. No, that, that other, uh, the moron, the, the, the fat man who goes into the bar. Which the, the, oh, John yes, Tapper. Yes, Tapper, John yeah. Tapper, who, who goes in and says, 
says, well, you you suck and you should not have bar. You need to get a cash register. You need to sell beer. Right, that, right. That, that is your problem. No, I'm not the false the false pariah, these demagogues like these people. I just I just make observations. That's all I do. I tend my garden. I make observations. I am just a harmless old man living off of a government pension, as I always say. So, yep. so again, those, those are my thoughts. And yes, thank you, Johnny, for having me on uh, in, in a daylight episode, too. It's yeah. a beautiful day. Your lawn looks fantastic. Thank you. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, B looks wonderful. Very well-kept dog. Thank you for vicious that. Very vicious dog. Have you heard from the Fraulein, the, the Tula? Oh, Mc- yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we just oh, spoke the other day. Does, does, does she ask about me? No, 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 she hasn't. Not yet? Sorry. Okay, well... Yeah, not oh, you, t- you tell her I said hi, and okay. and she is welcome to come over and uh, try my schnitzel. Oh, okay. Or um, uh, I will I will give her a strudel. Oh, you tell her that in a new wink, okay? Because that is how we flirt now. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so again, I am Professor Heinrich Schroof, and this has been the doctor is incognito. Wow, and there you have it. Good old Professor Snoof, as always, never at a loss for an opinion and a particular insight on goings-on. So, all right, <laughs> love having him around. Notice he only comes around when Michael Sean Lee is not here. It's a weird dynamic, folks. Maybe I should put that on, on True Crime and investigate it. So let's jump into yet another amazing gem. And I say that because I've picked them all out this week. Uh, Let's do a little ditty by Cage the Elephant called Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. And we'll be right back in a couple more minutes with some things and stuff. the corner of my eye, I saw a pretty little thing approaching me. She said, i never seen a man who looks so all alone, or could you use a little company? If you pay the right price, your evening will be nice, and you can go and send me on my way. I said, you're such a sweet young thing, why you do this to yourself? She looked at me, and this is what she said, oh, there ain't no rest for the wicked. Money don't grow on trees. I got
comprehend I saw a preacher man in cuffs, he taking money from the church He stuffed his bank account with righteous dollar bills But even still I can't say much because I know we're all the same Oh yes, we all seek out to satisfy those thrills You know there ain't no rest for the wicked Money don't grow on trees We got bills to pay, we got mouths to feed There ain't nothing in this world for free Yeah, it's true, kids. There ain't no rest for the wicked. And that's just a fun, fun little tune. Because I like, and I've, I've said this before, when me and Michael talk about, you know, songs that we like and why we like them, I love songs that tell a story. And in this one in particular, with all the individuals that the singer comes across in the song, tell their little tale of woe and whatnot, I like it. It's just, it's just colorful. It reminds you of something that the late, great Warren Zevon would have done. So... Uh, like I said, that's Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. Uh, it was released in 2008, so it's not even, well, that old. But I guess then again, 11 years does make it old. 12 years? 13? Yeah. And it was released as a single, not a part of any particular album. They actually re-released it again a couple of years later. Um, and really, their their signature hit, by all rights. So, yeah, moving right along. This is a, not much of a riff. It's more of a rant. And I'm not even sure where I stand on this thing yet. We had uh, a new law get passed uh, last week in Texas. Kind of like a, an open carry. And basically, in, in its simplest terms, you don't need a special license now to carry a firearm around with you in Texas. And depending what news source, uh, especially in, in, in print or on the web that you look at, Certain news sources like to throw a tagline on there that uh, you can openly carry a weapon with no special training or no training. You know, you still need a permit, okay? And uh, generally speaking, I, I could be wrong here, but I doubt it. To get a permit, you got to pass a firearms class. That's how it works, kids, all right? Now, that being said... Yeah, there's a special training, kind of like law enforcement and the military gives out. Uh, that's special training. And I guess the average person walking about doesn't need special training because you're not going to go in and, in most cases, interact in a hostage crisis or fend off uh, uh, an attacking force with superior numbers and you've got a poor defensive position. No, none of that. None of that comes into play. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. But what is especially odd, which most places don't, you know, use, use this quote, but the, the underlying reason by these Republicans that have pushed through this law is that Texas has a uh, severe gun violence problem, okay? No gun. I'm insulted. Now, you could belong to two different schools of thought when you look at this it's like people that support the death penalty say that the death penalty is the best deterrent towards violent crime when it's when it's put into use although the actual facts will show you that states with the death penalty show no decrease in violent crime and or murder okay so yeah i don't see how that makes sense but those are the facts folks so when I look at a giant state 
like Texas passing a, a, a law carte blanche like this to say, well, it's to, to combat gun violence. You've got to ask yourself, does the fact of more guns in the hands of private citizens deter gun violence or does it add to it? Well, I imagine, okay, uh, living in a world of sanity, which I know we don't, so play along. Let's do suspension of disbelief right here. I would imagine that, let's say, home break-ins or or forced entry break-ins would decrease in an area, whether it be a town, a county, or a state, where it's known that you've got a lot of gun owners, okay? I would just... I would just think that, okay? Um, but I also know then, based on facts, it's not necessarily true. So what we see happening a lot is a person goes to break in your home, you pull a piece, you shoot them dead, as is your right, okay? Because it's self-defense, and yet you're treated like the criminal. This happens in every state, okay? That's wrong. And... In an age where we've got, I mean, there's no other way to put it than than just say that there's a lot of unnecessary shootings in this country, whether perpetrated by the police or private citizens, it's irrelevant. A lot of unnecessary shootings Um, and a lot of unnecessary gun violence. I mean, shit, look at Chicago. It's worse than the Wild West ever was. I, I don't know if, if adding more guns to the mix is the right answer. Now, that being said, um, in interest of full disclosure, I am a former member of the NRA, which, again, in interest of full disclosure, I uh, became a non-member of the NRA because I was tired of, of the constant grubbing for money from me to support the cause. You know, it, it's a school of thought. It, it, it's not a brick-and-mortar building selling things, or at least it shouldn't be. And giving all that money to an organization just to have lobbyists go and, and, and live in Washington and, and do the dirty deeds in, in the hallowed halls. Yeah, I, I can't get behind that. And I want to see the gun violence come down like most Americans. And I'm not sure if, I, I well, I'm certain I don't have an answer to that. But I am certain that stricter gun laws, okay, are not the answer. Because in states and cities with very strict gun laws, such as Chicago, the gun violence, it, it runs unabated, okay? And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. New York, you know, you, you got a weak uh, mayor like de Blasio, and crime is running rampant, okay? Maybe he should support his police a little more than he does. That That's a rant for a different day. But just to write these things down on paper and, and create a bullet point... Stricter gun laws are not the answer, okay? So by the same token, if that's too extreme a move, then it it, it bears uh, a thought that, you know, slackening of, of gun laws, it, that's not the answer either because you're just going from one extreme to the other. And look, have you talked to the average Joe in the street? Most people really should not be gun owners, okay? You know, morons. <laughs> Even those with the best of intentions, you're also dealing with with a society right now that depression and suicide are running rampant. Sometimes it's not always about the damage somebody could do to somebody else with a gun. It's the damage they could do to themselves. So I say, you know, keep going with a lot of the basic tenets that we have 
for licensing firearms. You know, I want the waiting period. I want, you know, the, the schooling to come along with the gun permit. I'm glad, you know, in most places to see the end of, you know, just being able to go into the store and, and purchase a long rifle or a shotgun. Yeah, you, you, that's a lethal weapon. You need to, you know, go through the proper steps to do that. And then, of course, there's, there's extreme right clowns that are going to come at you and say, well, you can kill somebody with a knife or a hatchet, too, but you don't see that licensed. Yeah, but sometimes you can see them coming and maybe you could run away. Whereas with a gun, nah, not so much. Or if somebody comes into your workplace with an axe, you would hope that somebody's got the stones to try and like take this fool down. Whereas with a gun, you really don't have that option. And the same thing can be said for schools. So, you know, again, there's, there's a lot of different ways to look at this. But just as a knee-jerk reaction, which I do my damnedest to stay away from as a thinking quote educated man uh no i can't get on board with this open carry law because if i were to go out to breakfast tomorrow morning and i'm sitting in my favorite little breakfast spot and talking with friends or family and and i look over at uh the seating area at, at, at the bar the counter and somebody's got a, a, a glock sticking out of their belt loop you know that makes me feel a little uneasy always has always will um I'm comfortable around guns as far as like shooting them and my knowledge of guns and all that good stuff. But I prefer the guns to be in the hands of professionals, whether it be soldiers or police. Um, and not to say that citizens shouldn't be able to have them. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying let's not put too many guns out there because inevitably, inevitably, especially with the way society is today, Bad shit's going to happen. Bad shit is going to happen. So we'll sit back and watch the uh, the Jenga crumble, okay? <laughs> Let's see what happens. Maybe something we'll revisit in another month or so and see how they're doing down there in the grand old state of Texas. What do you say? All right. Hey, gang, let's jump into another gem, our final gem of today. A little ditty by Alien Ant Farm doing a remake of the Michael Jackson classic Smooth Criminal. And it's coming at you right now. We'll be back in a few minutes to kind of wrap things up. Black 
They, they turned that Michael Jackson song into a jammy jam. Everybody likes Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm. Yeah, and it just fit today. So I tell you what, as we uh, near the end of this episode, I want to say thank you to everybody for joining me and sitting through my nonsense. Hope you enjoyed the jams. And uh, hopefully next week we're back in action as always with Mr. Michael Sean Lee in the co-pilot seat. I need my co-pilot because without him I kind of run off the rails and I turn into a Nazi. Or so I've been told. Probably by him. All right. (laughs) So until we uh, visit with you guys next time, stay safe, be smart, and keep your head down. As always, I'm Johnny Teflon.